Another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here, definitely not six feet away from me, but it's okay. We're braving the elements during these tough times. Is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? You know, we could have done this over like Skype or something like that, but you no, know, you know, you want to see me. Let's admit it here. You want to be with me. You never brought up the option, or you know, asked if me. Maybe we can. Do Skype or do something over the phone? I was looking into it, but I I know you get I didn't want to disappoint you because I know you look forward to this every single week. So I didn't want to, you know, bring you down and say like, oh Dominic, you know, we're just gonna do it over over Skype. Uh, you know, telling me that I could have been butt ass naked and not having to deal with you, but I would have loved that more than right now. Maybe next week we'll do that. But Maybe next that week mean, we'll do that. That would mean I'd have to let you keep that microphone at your house for the entire week without you losing it. Fuck you, I won't lose it. Okay, that's a, I feel like it's a very tall task, but we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe we'll come back next week via Skype, but... I doubt it. I doubt it. So, we talked about the the corona, the rona, as the kids are calling it, and Dominic, you thought that we weren't going to talk about anything, but... We Apparently got some shit happened. Some, some shit some happened. Some pretty big shits. We have NFL free agency to talk about. I talked about it last week. That all... At least for this week, we'll have some shit to talk mm-hmm. about. Now, next week, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do some special things, maybe some watch-alongs. Maybe, you know, Dominic can finally do it, have his wish of us cook each other stuff, because apparently Dominic has a hard-on for me cooking something for him. I, I So I was checking our emails, and, you know, of course we got nothing, but we we have something in the spam folder and it says Mr. Harold and family have a donation for you their charity work regards should we respond is it an e-check no it just says no okay we won't Anyways, respond we're going to go over all the news and notes that happened from NFL free agency we're not going to go in order we're going to go via I kind of structured it out via position so we're going to start off with the big boys we're going to start off with the quarterbacks, and we got to talk about obviously Tom Brady oh, God. going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about, I don't think we talked about them specifically being in contention, but yeah. news was out that they were in the running. Ultimately, he went to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay will be the site of Super Bowl next year. So maybe TB12 trying to be the first ever person to go to the Super Bowl and have a real home Super Bowl. I doubt it's going to happen. You know why? Because, you know, it's going to be. You know, it's probably going to be, like, Kansas City and, like, you know, the Bills or, you know. Once again, Dominic. I know, I forgot. Those I are for- two AFC teams. You know, we, you know, the XFL does it great. East, West, whatever. Way easier to fucking do that shit, you know. But, but yet, American League, National League, I think you have a pretty good grasp on who was in what league in the MLB. Yeah, I do. But the NFL, too much for you to ask. Kansas City, Bill. New, okay, well, uh, Kansas City. Yeah, it's back east. 
Okay. It's going to be like the 49ers and the Bills. There we go. Speak, well, we will get to the Bills. They made some moves. But what do you think this means for Tampa Bay? Do you think they have a lot of offensive weapons? Jameis Winston threw 30 for 30. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. I mean, definitely helps their odds, in my opinion. You know, um, honestly, you said that, you know, I, I was stupid for saying I'd rather have two years of Brady and not ten years of Dak, but I think it's Tampa Bay's move in the right direction. How, it's a two-year deal, right? Or what's the... It is two years. I think it's like $50 million and there's a lot of uh, tags in there to where Tom Brady has a no-trade clause. You can't franchise tag him. So he is basically saying that maybe he'll play even after this two-year stretch, which should even be a 45-year-old quarterback. Haven't really seen that be done. Yes, Brett Favre did it, but that's Brett Favre and Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady is probably, I'd say, a lesser quarterback than Brett Favre was back in those Viking days. But we will see. We will see. never know, but, um, I mean, do you, I mean, in your opinion, is it a one-year, you know, you, you see how Brady does, and then this, you know, if he does, if they do well, you know, do you go after a bunch of free agents, or are you still are you doing everything in your power right now to land those receivers and those running backs and those tight ends, trying to, you know, make this the year of the Buccaneers? Well, they have a pretty good wide receiving core down there in Tampa Bay, so I don't think that would be too big of an issue. I think they will do pretty good down there in the NFC South. It will be fun to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees go back at it for two games, which. We don't really see them play all that often because the Saints are in the NFC. NFC. There you go. And who knows exactly what will go down. I think they'll I think they'll make the playoffs. I think maybe they'll get it in like ten and six. They'll maybe. make the wild card for sure. Yeah, I think they'll make the wild card. I think the Saints will still win the South. Maybe the Falcons have a bounce back year, but I think it's a good move for this. Buccaneers, I guess. I, I think I'm higher on Jameis Winston. I think most people are. I don't think Jameis Winston is like an all-time great quarterback. Like He's not in the top tier right now. But I think he has upside. He did get that LASIK surgery. Who knows how much that can actually help him. But he is one of the few free agent quarterbacks out there because there's been a lot of them being swept up. Now, maybe we'll talk about the... Do you want to talk about Jameis at the end or do you want to talk about Jameis right now? What do you think Just he talk l- right now. What do you think he lands with all these different quarterbacks being moved around thus far? I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, I think every, I'm thinking of all the teams that I know their quarterback, or at least I know somewhat, and I don't really see him, I mean, I could possibly, (laughs) thanks Oreo, um, not even a knock on the front door, it's someone else's, on someone else's door, yeah, Oreo goes crazy, I could possibly, Possibly maybe seeing him staying in Tampa as a backup or maybe have a backup of a backup. I don't think Jameis Winston is gonna be the, wants to be a backup when he's our age and he's been in the league for a few years. He doesn't want to be a backup to Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where he ain't starting anywhere else. He's gonna. It, it seems as though the Chargers are kind of set in their ways. I think Tyrod Taylor yeah. is their quarterback. And I think they're set on keeping him and have him be the guy for it now. Maybe they're going to look in the draft and pick up some young guy, but, you know, there's someone who's out there that could maybe pick somebody up. The only thing I can see happening is Maybe if, the Broncos pick up Jameis Winston. I think that could be a good pickup. I mean, the only thing I can see happening is if somebody goes down 
and they need and they but don't. Jameis is going to get signed. He's not going to be some dude sitting out there and it's week four and he's going to get swept up. I think that's what's going to happen. So, Dominic, you don't think anybody's going to sign Jameis Winston? Nope. Hot, scalding hot take from Dominic Hobson here, folks. Well, I'm waiting for you to say, Dominic, that might be one of the stupidest things. Dominic, you've, you've said some fucking stupid things yeah. on this podcast before. Yeah. That might be on the list. You know, I think from now on we should like make a list of just like things Dominic has said. And just like put it on the board, you know, maybe I'll make a little list on my computer and a year from now, two years from now we'll look back and be like, Oh Remember when you were this stupid? Or maybe like we'll tag it, I'll like put like a little thing like, Okay, we'll check back in during in, in six months, see where this person's at. Just like we're we're gonna check back in and compare Tom Brady and Dak Prescott stats. Yeah. Next we will. year. We will. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Then continuing on in the world of the quarterbacks, we got Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Moving on from my lovely Saints. Going to Carolina. Good for him. Dominic, what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater kicking Cam out? Technically not kicked out yet. He will be seek their letting him seek a trade, but what do you think Teddy Bridgewater will do for Carolina? But I mean but if you look at this so Oh man. Mama Hobson makes an appearance on the podcast. Hey Ian. <laughs> Um, they probably didn't even hear her, but, you know, I had to... But you just did the impersonation, so now they did. I had to point it out. Um, you know, so for, you know, you're saying Cam's trying to seek a trade. That's good for them. You're saying if there is a spot open, they'd rather take Jameis over Cam? I'd rather take Cam over Jameis. I would take Cam over Jameis. I think I'm higher on Cam more than Jameis. Cam does have the injury issues. We don't exactly know what is wrong with him, how long he, if he'll ever come back. I think Cam has the, as long as he kind of stays more of a pocket passer and he doesn't kind of go and, you know, run outside the pocket and try to get those extra yards and gets tackled and gets hurt, I think he'll be fine. I think he has the arm strength. He has, he's a pretty good His knowledge is there. His knowledge is there too. But but that's the whole thing. So Teddy going in there, I think, I think we've talked about it. I was always really high on Teddy. Exactly. I, I loved what he did in Minnesota. And if it was between him and Taysom Hill, I think I would pick Teddy Bridgewater just because he's a little more proven. Yes, Taysom, he's older, and he might be a little more dynamic, but I just think Teddy is an all-around pretty good passer. Yeah. Is he you know, the going to be a top-five quarterback? Probably not, but in this day and age, I think as long as you have like a top-10, 12 quarterback with a good – skill players and a really good defense, that's all you really need. And, I mean, granted, well, he didn't get hurt in Minnesota, right? He, he, uh... He almost died because he broke his leg. I thought he got a concussion. No, Dominic. He could have, like, lost his leg. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, the more you know. Well, Dominic, you said some pretty fucking stupid things. No, I didn't say that. I thought he got a concussion. Tom, would you like to look it up and like type of Teddy Bridgewater injuries? Sure, sure. Live on the po- Dominic, on we've only been in, we've only been doing this for eleven minutes, but we're on a fucking rip roaring start right now. Teddy Bridgewater injury. Yeah, knocked out by Joiner. Cheap shot HD. Is it the knee injury? When did that happen? Oh, when did that happen, Dominic? Three years ago. Oh, was that the one that happened during a uh, training camp? Uh, I want you to type in Teddy Bridgewater training camp injury. See what happens when you do that. 
great mm-hmm. great audio right here, folks. Training, training camp. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Don't, uh... Jesus Christ, Dominic. Now I will look it up. Let's see, if I just type in... Injury. Teddy. God damn it. Teddy Bridgewater injury. I see Bridgewater surface knee injury. Oh my god. All I typed in was Teddy Bridgewater injury on Google. First thing from the Washington Post. Teddy Bridgewater horribly grotesque knee injury even freaked out his surgeon. Oh my god, right? So that... Jesus Christ, Dominic. Hang on. I'm, watching. I'm not going to turn the sand on. You know, I'm not trying to... You don't want to pass wanna... out. Yeah. I don't want to see it. You know, you probably have low blood Let's pressure because you're yeah. drinking with your ass cream and you're not supposed to drink when you're on your ass cream but yet you did you had three PBRs you're gonna pass out and now you're gonna see Teddy Bridgewater get his leg chopped oh this off. is just highlights it's not actually showing yeah the, because uh, it was during training camp so no one really saw it there was no cameras on it so anyways so I gotta look up I just gotta look up the photo okay let's move on let's talk about some more old quarterbacks Philip Rivers he has signed a deal with the Indianapolis Colts a two year deal I believe so old man Philip Going to Indy, Dominic, what are your thoughts? Taking Phillip Rivers, obviously it seems that they're going in a different direction than Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the Rivers deal? I think it's, a, I'm not going to say a good fit, but I think it's a pretty, you know, he, he's in a good spot with, in, with Indy. Um, I, my opinion, I think, uh, I don't think I'll see Indianapolis doing anything this year. That's if it even happens. Um, but um, I can see them maybe in the f- next season, maybe possibly, you know, maybe they get a couple of draft picks, a couple of young guys, you know. Not this, not, not 2020, 2021 definitely. Playoffs. Indy got off to a pretty good start. Jacoby Brissett was doing some things, and we we're like, oh, they can probably win the AFC uh, South. But didn't exactly happen that way. Not exactly because of Jacoby. Yes, he was injured, and that didn't help. Phillip has been pretty sturdy. He's been able to stay on the field, so I think that can help him. As long as he kind of doesn't mess up, I think they got a good core around him. I think that defense definitely has to get better. And if that defense yeah. gets better, they yeah. have a good core around him. Mac, Mac needs to stay healthy as well, but I don't think this is going to like you know push him to the moon, but oh, I think God, no. it'll help him. I think Eh, I mean, if it's kind of easy to compare the Rivers and the Tom Brady and see like how this kind of helps them. I would say maybe Rivers helps Indy a little more than Tom Brady helps Tom- Tampa Bay, just because I think Jameis is a better quarterback than Brissett to begin with. But I think it all just kind of washes out. I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. I mean, our eyes are going to be fixated on maybe like four or five teams this year. And it's, Indy's not one of them. One of those teams is going to be the New Orleans Saints, right, Dominic? Yeah, I will. Because I'll definitely watch every game. There we go. Because they re-signed Drew Brees pretty... Uh, we kind of knew this was going to happen. As long as Drew Brees stayed, he was going to be with the Saints. And some news came out that apparently, during the Pro Bowl, Drew Brees was telling coaches that he was going to retire. But then I guess he kind of went home, cleared his heads, thought about it. Now, he's back. And as we talked about on our crossover extravaganza, I believe that as long as Tom Brady's in the league... Drew Brees will probably be in the league because he's got to keep those records to himself. I'm going to ask this. Just, you know, just whatever. Do you think that's kind of selfish? You do you, boo. If you want to keep those records selfishly, you you only are probably going to get one, maybe two rings. 
if you want to be the all-time leader in passing and accuracy and yards and touchdowns and whatever the hell he he has, let him let Drew do that. I mean, you you, you don't kind of like. At, I mean, at what point do you take your wife and your kids? You know, uh, I think they'll be fine. Just saying. I think takes they'll... one more hit and he's done. Drew doesn't take it. He's the most accurate passer. He gets it out before anything happens. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We will see what happens in Cleveland because Case Keenum is moving on to Cleveland. Obviously, I don't think this means Baker Mayfield is going to lose his job right now. No, of course not. Maybe he'll lose his job halfway through the season when he's shit in the bed like he did this year. But Case Keenum cut him in a good veteran, I would say backup to Baker Mayfield, but it does put a little pressure on him to like, okay, you know, got to get shit together or else yeah. we ain't afraid to, to pull the plug and put Case in there. Well, I mean, especially after last season, I mean, did I pick him last season? I think I picked him again, huh? You, well, I, I think you picked him to win the division, but you didn't go so crazy as to pick him to win the Super Bowl like yeah. you did two years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the weapons they had, I was like, oh, I'm, I don't... I don't see why. It's okay, they... Dominic. I was with you there too. I think we both picked the Browns. Yeah, and then it was just like, wow, worse than the Raiders. Okay, and it was very surprising. But I do agree, Case Keenum definitely. I... It's not that I don't like Baker Mayfield. I just, you know, everybody had so much. You know, he he was very hyped. He was kind of like, what what was that Heisman Trophy guy that? Uh, that wa- got washed up. What was his name? Come on. Don't be a dick here. I know exactly. Johnny Manziel? Yes. Super hyped. Came in the league. Fucking total garbage. You know. Eh, he had some backstage stuff as well, but we're not going to talk about that. He's a pussy. Hot takes coming from Dominic. But, just saying. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield was hyped up to be, oh, he's going to be great. going to be great. Not saying he's not. But he hasn't really shown Definitely us. Definitely suffered a sophomore slump. Oh, God, yes. Let's hopefully junior year, you know, he picks it up. Junior year was a good year for you. That's when you met the studio audience, right, Dominic? Yes, sir. Yep. See? Yep. Baker Mayfield, pretty sure he's... I don't know if he's married, but he's got a girlfriend. She's on those... I don't even... What the fuck uh, insurance is that? It's not progressive. All state? I don't know. Those stupid commercials where they're all alone in the stadium. Anyways... Finally, with the quarterbacks, we got my boy, BDN, Big Dick Nick Foles, going, getting traded from Jacksonville to Chicago. Dominic, what does this make? What do you make of this move? Is Mitchell Trubisky done in Chi-Town? If I was Chicago, I would probably start Nick over Trubisky. But do you make the move... Know when you're going to play Foles over Trubisky? Because Foles is owed a lot of money. And I don't think you're going to pay him all that money just to be sitting on the bench against Mitchell Trubisky. But the thing is, I mean, what? I mean, I know it's hard. I know you don't have all the answers, but who was the better quarterback last season? Well, Nick Foles was hurt for a majority of the season. Exactly. And then he comes back and he gets benched and then. My boy uh, Gardner Minshew comes back in. And not a very good look for Nick Folds. I mean, he played fantastic that Super Bowl win with the Phillies. Or 
the Philly. I meant to say Philly, but then I put Phillies. I'm missing baseball, Dominic. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <sighs> it's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Anyways, I mean, I think if you're going to bring him in, I think the idea is for Foles to start the year, but I think they're going to have a competition yeah. in training camp, have them played out. But, I mean, I think that you got to put Foles in. Trubisky was pretty trash last year. Do you hold on to him? Maybe. I mean, if someone's going to take a flyer and you get like a mid-late pick on him, sure. But, yeah, the quarterback situation is Chicago not looking so hot. And then it comes back to what we originally talked about. If they cut Trubisky, would you take Trubisky over Jameis? No. No. I'm taking Jameis. I firmly established. You'll I take like a 30 James. for 30 quarterback over Trubisky, who is what? Unproven. 15 and 20. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. Now, let's move on to the receivers. This was kind of the move that kind of started off uh, free agency. DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to Arizona with some draft picks and everything. It's basically DeAndre Hopkins getting traded for the aging running back David Johnson. Nice. A lot of people are clowning Bill O'Brien for this move. Rightfully so. Getting You're trading arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Definitely top five, probably top two or three. For an aging running back who had a terrible season last year and got benched for Kenyon Drake. What the fuck is going on? Something behind the scenes must have happened to trade him, right? I would assume it. I mean, I, I'm actually a little disappointed that no one else... You know, try to trade for him. So, you know, I think there's a lot better fits, but whatever. No big deal. Arizona, I think, is going to be pretty good. It's going to be popping next year. It's going to be next I mean, next year, they're going to be really good. This season, whatever you want to consider. I think maybe Houston's MO was maybe that there's a lot of receivers that are in the draft this year, so maybe they can turn their first round pick into a, a good receiver, but. I mean, even if that receiver turns out pretty good, it's probably not going to turn out to be a DeAndre Hopkins. And that, that's, I mean, my opinion, that's kind of like the same situation any team is, especially the Raiders, the Steelers, Patriots, you know, with the whole Antonio Brown thing that happened. You know, he's one of the, he was, at least at that moment, one of the best, if not the best receiver. And now, you know, look at him. Antonio Brown has kind of pledged his allegiance to Tom Brady. Do we see him in Tampa Bay? I would fucking die if we do. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed down there. He's not he's not uh, under contract with anyone still, right? Nope. Hmm? Just saying, I would uh, die to see Antonio Brown in a Buccaneers jersey. What are you expecting from David Johnson with Houston? Can he have any sort of bounce back? I mean. Yeah, I think your best bet is for those draft picks to really work out because I don't see David Johnson doing anything. I think David Johnson should just retire, honestly. Him, Marshawn, Peterson, you know, that's about it. They all should retire. Houston did get a replacement for DeAndre Hopkins. For right now, they got the veteran receiver Randall Cobb. Obviously not a good replacement for DeAndre Hopkins, but put him with Fuller, Kenny Steele's, a good receiving core, I would say. I would say, I mean, Fuller is really good when healthy, but he's not healthy at all. Kenny Stills, yeah. kind of disappointed filling in for Fuller when he was gone, and Randall Cobb is no DeAndre Hopkins. So 
I mean, like you said, it's it's a okay replacement. It's not like I'm going in and fucking filling in for him. But I mean, Cobb is, you know, when he was on Green Bay, healthy on Green Bay, he was a damn damn good receiver. You have to admit it. But that was like two three years ago. But I'm just saying, you, you got to admit it though. He was, you know, granted the quarterback is probably a lot better in Green Bay than it is in Houston. But you know, whatever. Compared to the DeAndre Hopkins trade, where you didn't even get a first-round pick for him. Now we move on to Stephon Diggs, who does get traded for a first-round pick. Now he is going on to Buffalo. You picked Buffalo to make the Super Bowl, Dominic, so... I mean... Uh, must be let, happy let, about let, that let's, move. Let, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not automatically assume I'm picking Buffalo. You know, the season has really, like, you know... We don't even know if it's going to start. I mean, exactly. te- technically it has started, but we don't know if the game's going to be played. Exactly. So, there we go, right? Mm-hmm. Really good move for Buffalo. I appreciate them going the right direction. Yes. Going all in with that, uh, the offense, not that good. Defense I, was fucking amazing. I'm just saying. I, w- I was, beginning of the year, I was kind of like very naive, negative against Buffalo. And then when they started popping off, I was surprised. And then watching that wild card game, I was rooting for them. And then just, it was just a rookie quarterback being a rookie quarterback in a playoff game. That's all I could say. He did fantastic in moments, and then he shit the bed in the other. So, but I, 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 I think Buffalo. I, I would not be surprised if I see the Buffalo win the division. Then we got another veteran quarterback or receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, who was with the 49ers. Now he's on the New Orleans Saints. I think a good addition for them. Pair him up with Michael Thomas. He can be a slot receiver. Uh, you know, he's not going to be the number one guy like he was yeah. kind of in San Francisco. So I think it's a good fit for Sanders to be once what he was in uh, Denver, kind of the second, third guy. So not all the pressure should be put on him. Well, I mean, I I thought I read something that he was in this resign with San Francisco. And then I saw that he, that he went to New Orleans. I was like, oh, that's a good pickup. I mean, I do agree with you. I, I, I think he's better as the two, three, just because like you said, the pressure's not on him. Probably not going to be covered as well or as often, so you can probably get those, you know, deep passes to him. Someone who's getting paid like a one is your boy Amari Cooper. He signed with the Dallas Cowboys five years, $100 million. All this shit going down, and still they have not paid Dak Prescott. They franchise tagged him as we thought this was going to happen. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Cooper getting the bag and Dak not getting it right now? You know why? Because Dak sucks balls. Cooper sucks testicles. They're different. More classy. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, do I think Cooper's worth a hundred million? Not really. Um, he's starting to become injury po- uh, prone. Um, he, but it's over five years. So you look at it, twenty mil a year. Yes, that's kind of a lot. But and you could trade him whenever you want to. So realistically, he shits the bed this season. You can say, oh well, you know, trade him to somebody get something out of it. Do you think he's a first-round draft pick, or... I mean, if you're trading Amari Cooper, you got... If it's right now, you get a first-rounder out of him. But if we go year four and five, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe you get a two or three out of him. I like Cooper. I think he's really good. When he was healthy, him and Dak were hooking it up. I'm much higher on on, uh, Dak and Amari, but maybe that's just my bias, because I did have Amari Cooper on my fantasy team. I had Amari Cooper, too. So you understand he was he was doing good. He did he, he had a decent season. I'm not gonna say he was you know amazing, but it was a decent season. But... Now let's move on to the big boy. Oh yeah, pass catchers. 
We got Austin Hooper, probably the best. Maybe, it is Hooper. Okay. Maybe the second or the third. You know, there's Kelsey and Kittle, and then I think Hooper's right there, maybe the third best tight end in the league, the highest paid tight end in the league now as he goes to Cleveland, pair him up with David Njoku. That can be a deadly combination with uh, Landry, Beckham, and Chubb, and hopefully uh, Baker Mayfield can get the job done. I mean, it's one of the situations where, once again, Cleveland has weapons. You just got to find the right gun to use, if you know what I mean. Is that a good metaphor? Sure. Thank you. Why not? But isn't a gun a weapon? You have the right bullets. You just got to find the right gun to use. Better? That fits the bullet. I, I can see what you're going. Yeah. I can see. I, I like the move. I mean, I really like Austin Hooper. I think he's a damn good... What? Dominic, what's your Netflix password? Quick, let everyone know. Netflix password is... Oh, fuck. Um... I, I don't remember. Isn't it fucking the... That's what she said? No, that's that's the Wi-Fi. Um, ask Brian. I don't know. Don't you oh, know? wait. Isn't it isn't it mom's email password? Yeah, try that. Yeah, try that. Try, yeah, try don't that. you have it like... Well, probably not, but you should have like a thing on your phone that has like all your passwords on it. Uh, I don't save my passwords because... The government's going to come after you. I don't trust people. Then, we got Eric Ebron going to Pittsburgh. Good move. You know, he's kind of that second tier of tight ends. Pittsburgh, Big Ben. Have you seen the video of Big Ben in quarantine? No. He has, like, a fucking beard like yours. Nice. And he has, you know, kind of what I would look like if I tried to grow up my hair, which you've seen it. does not look very pretty. <laughs> I am going to have to go uh, let's look this video up now. Oh my god. I pulled a me. I had the I had it on mute. Anyways, going to the running backs. Todd Gurley gets released from the Rams. Didn't take long before he gets swept up and he goes to Atlanta. Dominic, what are your thoughts on Todd Gurley going to the Dirty Birds? I think uh I think that's a pretty decent pickup for Atlanta. Um Do I I mean I think we talked about it on the crossover podcast that we do with Trapdoor to Hell. Was, uh, you know, is he back in the icons if you want to take a listen? Is he playing year all the whole year? Is he, you know, going to be, you know, limited? I mean, what do you see him doing with Atlanta? I think he's going to be the number one guy. I think that's kind of what you got to do. You paid him like that. Obviously, he's not getting like big ass contract like he probably could have got a few years back, but. I think he's going to be the, the main guy, but they do have a rotation in there, so he doesn't have to take the brunt of it. Hopefully he can stay healthy, which with these running backs is always kind of the, the carrot. It's like, okay, if this goes right, but who knows. Moving on to Melvin Gordon. He held out last season because he wanted the money. He hits free agency, and apparently, rumor has it, that he didn't get the money. He didn't come anywhere close to what the Chargers gave him in training camp so he's lost a bunch of money and now he's staying in the west going to the denver broncos once again is another good pickup for denver um i honestly think uh 
Denver, I think if they can figure out the, uh, who's their quarterback again? It's that, uh, Fal- Falco, right? Flacco? Geico? The Denver? Yeah. Yes. Flacco. Flacco. If he stays healthy, I think Denver could, I'm not going to say beat Kansas City or anything like that, but I could definitely see them sneaking into the wild card. Dominic, hand over your phone to the studio audience right now. I, I don't I don't know what was going on. I mean... It's chaotic time here in the Hobson household. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Any hoots. Quickly going to talk about the defensive side of the ball. DeForest Buckner, former 49er, going to the Indianapolis Colts, so the Colts get Phillip Rivers. And I like this move a little bit better. They get DeForest Buckner. Yes, they had to give up a first-round pick. Really good for them. How much do you think this impacts the Colts and takes away from the 49ers? I think it hurts the 49ers. I think one thing that the 49ers were good at last year was their defense. Um, what do you use that mid-first-round pick on? Probably, probably, I would say, a good, probably a good receiver. You, I mean, Sanders leaving, I'm not saying it hurt them, but definitely there's a big, big, big hole in their offense with Sanders leaving. So I think they need to uh, fill that hole up first and then worry about defense. Yeah, I mean, as I said, a lot of receivers in this year's draft, so I think that's definitely something. I think it's the 13th or 14th pick, and you can pick them up there. Then we got some free agents the same day that Gurley got released, Clay Matthews got released. You know, aging end, who knows exactly how long he'll last. And then kind of the key guy, the number one guy I think remaining in free agency is Jadavion Clowney. Where do you think those guys go? I'm just saying, maybe this is my bias, Matthews should go to to the Raiders. I was thinking maybe they go to the 49ers. He go replace DeForest Buckner. That also would be a good fit for uh, for uh, for Matthews. He can um, mentor Bosa. Make sure Bosa doesn't do anything stupid. True, and I th- and you know I don't. The reason he left the Packers is he got hurt, right? That's kind of what happens when you get old. Yep, you get hurt, you get lo- and you get cut. Um, yeah, Matthews Raiders or Niners would be a good choice, a good fit for him. Um, being that uh, the Raiders have uh, what's his name? God damn it! Um, white guy. What's his name? The white guy with the club on his hand because yes. he broke it because he is a boss. Yes, what's his name. I want to say Monroe, but that's the tight end. That's not Monroe. It is Max Crosby. Yes, you're welcome, Dominic. Crosby once again saving you from drowning. Oh fuck you! But yes, you're right. Both would be a good fit, I think. Uh, Matthews being a vet, you know. He's a decent, decent, decent pass rusher, too, so, I mean. Now, speaking of those Raiders, your Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders is what we yes. have to okay. you know, call if, them if as. If they were the Oakland Raiders, it'd be my Raiders, but being that they're Las Vegas Raiders, they're not my Raiders anymore. They're just the Raiders. They're just your favorite football team. Not favorite football team anymore. What's your favorite football team, Dominic? Breaking news on the podcast. No, you know, I was talking about this the, with my coworker the other day. Was, you know, when when they're the Oakland Raiders, they're my favorite football team. Do I really want to pledge my allegiance to the Las Vegas Raiders, or do I want to find a new team? So, you know, I, I think I'm going to join with, me with the Saints, Dominic. Who that nation? There's always room on the float. If I was to affiliate with the Saints, but it's, it's like I don't want. I want some random ass team. You know what? From here on out, Bills Mafia, baby. Because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, right, Dominic? Sure. 
I say it almost every time we talk about the Bills, you never understand that reference. It's I okay. will now. I bet, why don't you just Google it and you'll figure it out. I'll Google it right now. Alright, Dominic's going to figure out what circling the wagons like the Buffalo Bills means. So, co- coming soon during the football season, Dominic, I learn how to spell circle right, Dominic right? will be jumping off of his truck through a flaming plastic table. <laughs> it will happen. You, just you wait, especially if this Vegas trip actually does fall. If if hopefully it doesn't fall through, hopefully it goes through. Dominic gets a little liquor in him. Go to the um, uh, people. People also people also ask, what does no one circles the wagon like Buffalo Bills mean? At night or when threatened during the day, the wagons would stop moving. The drivers would then line up all the carriages in a circle. This is a way of protecting the shelters from attack, keep their cattle animals within the circle, and nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Little history lesson right there. Yeah. Look at that, Dominic. Don't our listeners don't tell us that you don't listen you don't learn shit on our podcast. The more you know. Or you know Chris Berman says it all the time. Really? You've never listened to a Chris Berman highlight? That did. Back once in the day. Once seventeen years ago. He is Oh no, never mind. That's the wrong thing. Never mind. I'm gonna say out of here. But <laughs> that's not I think that's baseball, shall we? Could you give us a, a Chris Berman Raiders? I'm pretty sure he never did, you know, Oakland Raider highlights. You know. Yes, Chris Berman never did any Raider highlights never. and never said Raiders in an iconic way. Never. Never. Would no. you like to Google that right now, too? No, of course. Chris Berman Raiders? No, I'm fine. No? Fine. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to embarrass myself. But anyways, because Dominic does it enough. He's already done it multiple times on this podcast. Now. On this episode? Yes. Oh. Now, the Raiders. That was terrible. I should have never done that. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> to everybody out there. I'm deeply ashamed. Brandon, you said some pretty fucking stupid things. I know. That was probably the stupidest. I know. Put that on the list. Jason Witten. Now, an Oakland, uh, not an Oakland Raider. A Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raider. Raider. Joining the Monday Night Football crew of John Gruden and Jason Witten. How do you think that's going to play out? It's fine with me. I think, uh... To pair up with our white boy, Monroe, and Waller the Baller. Waller the Baller. Um, I think it's a decent fit. Um, I think it's a one-year deal, right? Don't, don't ask me these questions like I know everything. I'm, you know, this is why I think I might need a new host, co-host. Someone who actually can do it over Skype? Yeah. yeah. And knows all the details of every deal. I could have done that, but I'd, we've already gone almost 40 minutes just talking about football. I, yeah, because you're taking forever. I'm taking forever. You're the one talking about everything. But fine, I won't talk anymore. Go, Brandon. Fine. Eli Apple, quarterback for the Raiders. Desperately needs some defensive backs, Dominic. Your thoughts? Do I get thoughts? You get thoughts. Do you get thoughts? No, I don't Studi- get thoughts. Studio audience isn't here. You can tell us. Do I, don't, I don't get thoughts. Are you sure? I'm sure. Off the record? Deep background? Yeah. No. That's not what I heard. I said shut the fuck up, Brandon. Anyways, Eli Apple, adding to the DBs, which is something the Raiders desperately need. I, uh, honestly, I don't know who the fuck he is. Great, great analysis. And I'm being serious. I, I definitely... You expect me to know everybody in the damn league? Yeah. I, Brandon, I mean, do you know everybody in the MLB? No. Exactly. I could have put a lot more people on this list, but I didn't, Dominic. Why not? Because you don't trust me? Yeah. Would you like me? Okay, fine. I'll go to the NFL's Twitter right now, and I'll see what they had. Watch over your paw. He might click your... Mascot, quit licking my dick, and quit 
fucking move out the way. Okay, Dominic. Let's see. Quiz me, bitch. Um. Oh, look at that. Breaking news. Nelson Aguilar. Oh, yeah? to the Raiders. Dominic, your thoughts on that? Really, he is? Yes. Wow, it's huge news. Oh, you know who Nelson Aguilar is? Yeah. Who is he? He's the uh, he's a receiver. What team did he play for? He played for the uh, the uh, um, that one team in the NFC. Yep. Yes. Very close. I can't remember though. Uh, he was a part of a very viral video when they were talking about a flaming house and catching babies. I don't. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver for the Eagles. Oh, wait, 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 what house caught on fire? It was like a news video, and the guy was like, oh, we were catching everything, unlike Aguilar. I don't remember now. Okay. Remember, I don't, I don't, I don't stay on the internet, remember? Of course you don't. Oh, look, there's Todd Gurley. You know who he is. We talked about him. We did, yeah. Dominic, would you like to talk about... Hmm. Oh. Apparently, uh, the Broncos are not quarterbacked of... Joe Flacco, because they released him. So there you go. More breaking news. Well, you you lied to me. Would you like to talk about Darius Slay? Do you know who Darius Slay is? Sounds familiar. Bet you got nothing on him. Okay. Would you like to talk about Desmond Trufant? You ready? Can you just stop burying me? Can we just get to the wrestling? Well, you asked me. What about Bruce? Talk about some Tommy John surgery. Oh, look, Bruce Irvin. We didn't even talk about He's going to the Seahawks, yes. Oh, look at you. Good for you. We didn't talk about Corey Littleton. Do you know who Corey Littleton is? Some midget? No, he's a linebacker. I specifically put on the script LB right next to his name. I, I, I knew who's a linebacker. I just made, made, tried to make a funny joke. Little tin midget, you know. Marcus Mariota is on the Raiders, Dominic. Derek Carr's still Garbage. Job. Derek Carr's way better than Mariota, I was saying. Then why'd you bring in Mar- why would they bring in Mariota? Trying to s- j- just like why they brought... Um, What's his face to Cleveland? That would be Mr. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Trying to light the fire under Derek Carr's ass to be a better quarterback. And if not, we can replace you with someone who's just as garbage as you. Good talk. Good talk. And then finally, some baseball news. Yes, they might not be starting up yet, but we talked Um, about this on our crossover extravaganza. Chris Sale will have Tommy John surgery. I guess better late than never. Obviously going to miss the entire season. Maybe he can come back. He'll be get back at the beginning of next season, but probably, bef- you know, after the season starts. Pretty big news. Red Sox weren't going to do anything this year, anyways. Unfo- I mean, this always sucks, but it's kind of a reality of baseball that kind of every pitcher it seems these days are getting Tommy John surgery. I'm just saying, because uh, he he was trying to avoid it for how long? About do you know roughly? Probably the entire off season. Be my so, guess. So. The second you hear this coronavirus, would you immediately just say, fine, give me the surgery? Because... Well, I mean, it's not like... If if you just kind of wait it out, it was just going to go away in a month. I mean, it could I mean, it, it's definitely better to do it now than wait a month and then still get it, and then you're going to miss maybe two, three months of next season Yeah. instead of miss only maybe a month of next season if you get it right now. That's true. That's very true. I was just thinking, you know... I, the second they probably would have recommended it to me, I probably would have just taken it, you know, instead of trying to avoid it because, you know, that's just how I am. You like to put off everything. You like to 
it's not like to put off everything. It's just I would just probably, especially when it. First of all, if I'm a professional baseball player, I'm not gonna. Well, I mean, you did put off your ripped asshole for about ten years, so that makes sense. Stop talking about my ripped asshole. You know, it's it's not. I don't have a ripped asshole. All right, you have a tear in your asshole. Not even a tear. It's like a microscopic cut. Sorry, that I got from my pooters. Okay, my poos are stiff. It cut my asshole open. <laughs> Tommy, you gotta add some fiber to your diet. You gotta eat some like more green beans and gotta get some greens in your boy. I wish. Four twenty can't come any sooner. Anyways, let's move on to the world of pro wrestling. We've gone on long enough to talk about sports. We like to kind of do some stuff when it kind of is in between. We have some big news to talk about. Obviously, WrestleMania, but Gronk. Rob Gronkowski will be the host of WrestleMania. He was on SmackDown. Dominic, what's your thoughts of just Gronk's aspect of WrestleMania and what he was doing on SmackDown? It just kind of way over the fucking top. Have you ever seen Gronk do anything? It's kind of what he does. That's true, but it was... You know, I think it would have been different if there was an audience there, but him alone is just... It would have been a lot better if this was, like... If he was at that Boston show where Cena came back. Yeah, it exactly. It would have been a lot better. Yeah, but... Yeah, it, it was it was hard to watch, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, my Gronk is... I love Gronk, you know, he's a lovable guy, but he is kind of cringe and kind of does a little too much at times, especially when you're in that empty arena environment. It doesn't really play to that act. Is it just me, too? Did he seem a little lean... That's usually what happens when guys got a football. I mean, have you seen Baron Corbin, his pitchers from his Arizona Cardinal days? No, I haven't actually. He was a chunky boy. Really? He was an offensive lineman. Ooh, yeah, it means he was fat. Exactly. I mean, he still has a little bit of a tummy on him, but, you know. Now, let's talk about the big news. WrestleMania, we speculated last week, after all this COVID-19 bullshit is going on, it's still going on. WrestleMania will be two days. But not only that, it will take place in front of absolutely nobody at the WWE Performance Center, and it seems as though that the entirety of WrestleMania will be pre-taped, and they were scheduling to tape all this stuff this week. Unprecedented times we're living in, Dominic. So you're telling me... This is... So maybe by the time... This time next week, we'll know the results. I don't want to look them up. I'm not going to look it up. But if I'm going to look it up, results come out. I will. We will talk about it on the podcast. But we're, I'm not going to talk about the results. So they're going to pre-tape WrestleMania, but they're not. But they're going to have a law a live SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. They're not going to be doing any. I don't think they're going to be doing any more live stuff. It's all going to be pre-taped. I think it's just easier that way because of just everything that's going on. Who knows? If restrictions are going to amplify a nationwide lockdown where you can't have more than 10 people in a place at all times. So might as well just kind of get this out of the way, do all these things in multiple locations, multiple times. And especially with WrestleMania, there's so many matches going on. You can't have, let alone all these wrestlers in one place, plus production, you know, behind-the-scenes staff. I mean, you're... Camera guys. Let, let, let's be honest here. You're telling me for WrestleMania you can't try to see if you can't get a few, you know, you can't like screen people just to get like a real good pop or, you know, you know what I mean. Dominic, how are you supposed to test anybody? They have tests. 
How long do they last? Uh, you test them and they come back in a day. Yeah. So if you get tested, you quarantine until your results come back, and then you can come come over. Seems like a lot. I understand what you're coming from. I would like to see that happen of somebody in the crowd. AW, I think, worked around that quite nicely. Yeah, with the wrestlers, I like that. You know, that was cool. But I think it's kind of unrealistic for WWE, because I think if you're going to do that, you're probably going to have to pay these people, I would say, I would think. If you're going to pay them to come in, quarantine, and like kind of do all this other stuff, that's... I think I might be doing a little too much. I'm just saying. I mean, you're, you're going to have... Undertaker and AJ Styles, and you it's going to be, first off, pre-taped, and second off, crowdless. It's like... <sighs> I am happy that it's going on for two days, because a six, seven-hour show with no crowd is going to be rough. I don't know how... I assume they're going to cut some matches that are supposed to be taking place. I, obviously, the Battle Royals aren't going to happen now, which, thank God. Yeah, but that's fine. if you're going to have two three-hour shows... That's still kind of awkward and kind of a long time to get through because we've seen so far with the WWE shows, they don't really want to have wrestling in these shows. SmackDown had, I think, two matches, two or three matches. Raw only had one match. Yeah. And it's like, you only want to have one or two matches on a two-hour, three-hour show, and then you're going to just have nothing but wrestling for three, four hours. Like, it's kind of jarring. Well, like, my, my whole thing is, um, you know, they usually, you know, for WrestleManias, even for Raw and SmackDowns, you know, they have the wrestling, then they have the commercial break, and then, or they do the wrestling, and they have, like, the, the, what's it called, like, when they have, like, half commercial, half wrestling, like, the, what's Picture and picture? Picture and picture. You're welcome. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so that means you, it's, you know, Roman versus Goldberg. You're gonna have a fucking 20-minute match, or 15-minute match, and it's gonna be... All these matches that they've been doing have been relatively short. I think the tag match on SmackDown went through a commercial, but I think I would be shocked if any of these matches go over 20 minutes. It will, and that's the point, though. It's like, I don't really want to see a fucking 20-minute Taker-AJ match with no crowd. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, they should cut that. They should cut it, in my opinion. And then it's not exciting to see a bunch of eight, 10-minute matches just back-to-back-to-back and with no crowd heat. Exactly. It's... I, I would I would do your title matches and that's it. That being said, they are teasing a Daniel Bryan Sami Zayn match at WrestleMania, which please I'll, I'll take, take my money. I'll take it. Uh but I'm just saying I think you should have your title matches and that's it. They they're still advertising matches. They put on a, a women's match. They're having, as we said, Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. There's who knows exactly what the lineup will look like. I I mean everything is true that they're going to tape this week, we're going to know more and maybe we're going to get the actual lineup. Maybe we're not going to reveal the match finishes and everything, but I think we'll probably maybe talk about just kind of the order and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, it sucks about what's going on. My thing is, what is... Canada and the USA shut off their borders. Brock Lesnar lives in Canada. Are you allowed to go through the border if you're a citizen? Or is it just a complete lockdown of nobody can go anywhere? I thought it was a lockdown of uh, non-residents, I thought I read or heard. So Brock is able to go Brock back Brock is forth. allowed to go back and forth. But okay. I don't think you and me could go to Canada right now. Makes sense. I'm just, I'm just, just asking. Just like I don't think some Canadian named Bob can come over here. 
So he's not your buddy guy. No. He's not your guy friend. Who's my guy friend? He's not your friend buddy. Friend buddy? Watch more South Park, Dominic. Oh, okay, cool. Watch more South Park. Anyways, then we got some Hall of Fame news. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Jushin Thunder Liger, it's official. He will be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And now because of WrestleMania being relocated to the Performance Center, no Hall of Fame, no NXT TakeOver. Who knows what NXT TakeOver is going to look like. NXT is going to be looking like. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Liger in the WWE Hall of Fame. And Ken Shamrock will be in the Impact Hall of Fame. Who gives a fuck about Ken Shamrock? I'm just trying to be nice, and I just put in the script, okay? Whatever. All right. Now, let's Did move. we ever talk about uh, British Bulldog? We did, right? Last week? We, I believe we did. Okay, so I'll make sure. Finally, I forgot to talk about this. We talked about Dan O'Brien, Wrestling Sammy Zane, but Dan O'Brien was on our competitor's podcast, the Bella Twins podcast. You know, we definitely share viewerships. I mean, I... We definitely share demographics. Sure we, I mean, I think we should, the next crossover should be us and them. Just saying. Just saying. Let's make it happen. The, the older mascot just said, make it happen, Bella Twins. Okay, Big Dog. Big Dog goes, welcome for a nap. Now, Danny Brown was on the Bella Twins podcast, and he talked about, pretty openly, about his contract situation. He said he's going to take six weeks of maternity leave once his second child is born in about August. He says his contract is coming to an end. And then he says he might he's not done with wrestling, but he thinks he wants to cut back and maybe like wrestle once a month or something like that. So Dominic, am I gonna finally get my wish? Is Brian Danielson gonna be a free man to wrestle wherever the fuck he wants outside of WWE? <sighs> because if you only want to wrestle once a month, would you rather wrestle once a month in WWE or wrestle once a month in AEW, New Japan, CMLL, Impact? ROH, all over the world, some local bumfuck thing in out in Washington. Okay, my honest opinion: if WWE said, "Here's money, we'll book you," you know, I mean, we're we're already seeing Daniel Bryan kind of just do whatever the fuck he wants. He's having a feud. He's like partners with Drew Gulak. I don't think that's a Vince McMahon idea. Um, yeah, it, well, exactly. So my thing is like, I think they, I think Vince is smart enough to realize how valuable Daniel Bryan is, or Bryan Danielson, however you want to go with him. I think if, and he's petty enough just to lock him up because he probably knows how valuable he is outside of WWE. Exactly, he knows if he goes to AEW, he's fucked. And let's be honest here, Vince isn't building anyone up to take Daniel. Brian's spot, to take John Cena's spot, to take Undertaker's spot. He's not building anyone up. You know, yeah, you have Velveteen, you have Johnny, you have Ciampa, you have Cole, you have Fish, you have O'Reilly, but the thing is they're still in NXT. You're not really you know, you're not bringing in that wave to overtake those spots that eventually will be A, gone within a year, or two, retired. So let's be honest here. I, I think if Vince is smart, he's going to say you want to wrestle once a month Make it twice a month, we'll give you a meal, you're good. You know me. I want my boy D-Bry to be free. I know. Wrestle wherever he wants, but stay safe. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. I don't know what I'm saying. You drunk? I'm drunk, bro. I had like a one and a half PBRs. I'm fucking I'm almost railed. finished my third one, bro. You know, I know Travis doesn't listen to the wrestling part, but we were playing video games yesterday. He got fucking wrecked. 
You did? Yeah, we were playing Call of Duty. He was uh, saying... Which one? We, we, the new one, Modern Warfare. Hmm, I have it, never got to play it, wonder why. Mm, sorry. Hop on. We got, we got we had a squad yesterday, we had like six of us playing. Maybe I'll try to get on. We were Maybe. playing with Ken. You know Ken. Best yeah. friends now. We went over to his house. Yeah, went over to his house and... Uh... Want to give a review of Ken's house? No, no comment. No comment? Okay. No comment. Uh, let's move on to Monday Night Raw. The Edge promo kicked off the show, and I thought that this was kind of the lone aspect of WWE that actually was helped by the empty arena, because it was a super serious promo, Edge just kind of staring into the crowd. One thing is the entrance he did was super corny, because he was like pandering to the crowd that wasn't there doing his entrance and everything, but the promo itself, I thought it was fantastic. Maybe the fireworks? I don't know. Maybe the best promo Edge of Edge's career, I thought it was fantastic. By far, this Edge-Randy Orton uh, story is like the best thing in WWE. But once again, you're going to have this match in a crowdless arena. It just kills me. And that's why I was more on the side of just spending it. Don't have it right now. Have it later on down the line. You can have some of the other WrestleMania matches on a Raw or SmackDown or something, but... I mean, I mean, how hard is it to say have it at Randy Summer goes berserk, takes out Edge before the match even starts, and that postpones it three months? Or have it at SummerSlam. Run, have it, it, at, run it SummerSlam weekend and do it like... Well, I think the tickets have already sold at SummerSlam, but, I mean, if, you, are you, if you're dead set on doing a stadium show, do it at a stadium somewhere else, like in July or August or... Who the fuck knows? Blood how, Money 17. Yeah, I mean, who honestly knows how long this stuff is going to go on? I mean, it, it, yeah, like I said, I think it kills me the fact that I'm going to see... Let's stay positive, Dominic. Talk oh, about the fine, Edge promo. Fine. That was really good. I mean, I, I was, I'm I a huge Edge fan. I think... And you, one might say you're an Edge head. No. Just a huge Edge fan. Okay. I'm not an Edge head. I couldn't tell you everything about him, but I know a lot. Um, no. Um, I... I think this is probably, like, I agree, one of his best, if not the best promo he's ever given. Um, I just like the the look in his eyes. It was just very, like, you felt like he was literally going to snap and kill him. Not uh, exactly talking about Raw this week, but kind of just Raw and SmackDown in general, is once again they have a long match to kind of fill in the three-hour time span. They show the entire Men's Raw Rumble. How long do you think, as long, if all the regulations and everything just kind of keep as is, how long do you think Raw and SmackDown could sustain? Because I think AEW did a really good job and can show that they can have show after show with no fans. But WWE, I feel as though it's kind of a little bit more of an issue. How long do you think that they can sustain this? Do you think they can do this for two, three, four months? Or do you just kind of do it up to WrestleMania and then maybe do a show after that, and then maybe do, like, a best of or some documentaries and just kind of just put shit for the network for two, three hours on there. I mean, let's be honest here. They have, a, you know, enough talent to put on, a, you know, my opinion, this might be a good time to, uh, you know, go into the roster and say, damn, we haven't seen Heath Slater in a while. Let's bring him up. Damn, we haven't seen... Uh, but then when it comes to Raw especially, how many wrestlers are you going to bring in? Do you bring in like 12 wrestlers and just say, there you go, you guys fill three hours and wrestle and have some, we have some pre-tapes we can run, but we'll have like two tag matches and two singles matches and you guys can fill those three hours. There you go. I mean, it's let's be, let's be real here. Until this whole thing's blown over, 
give Heath Slater some time, give Kurt Hawkins some time, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Um, is that the guy you're thinking of, or is it just because I said somebody? Zack Ryder. Um, I was thinking of Hawkins and Ryder. That's um, See, we are just on the same page. I mean, you, th- there's enough people on the main roster that aren't used, and shit, go to the NXT and take a couple of the leftovers from NXT, pluck them and throw them in there. You know, you have the ability to say, okay, well, you know, it is raw. Maybe let's take uh, Adam Cole for a day Maybe. or go to, you know, go to NXT UK and take Walter, you know, if you want to. Kind of hard when the borders are shut down. Fuck off. It's WWE. They have private jets. Okay. Uh, we have The Undertaker and AJ Styles having a contract signing. Undertaker comes out all super serious. Kind of American badass, not really. Uh, then AJ and the OC are backstage, cut a promo. I think it was better than what AJ did last week, but I'm still not a big fan of this whole shoot style that AJ's been doing on The Undertaker. And The Undertaker does some spooky things, beats up the OC, and there you go. I think it was better than last week, but I still don't like the direction they're going. Do you think if if this WrestleMania thing turns out the way they're going to do it, do you think it's smart for WWE to still kind of try to do the spooky Undertaker persona, or do you just say, fuck it, American Badass, let's go? I think American Badass fits better in this uh, storyline. He's, you know, more Mark Calloway, and you're not going to have the big old grandiose entrance so he can come out. He's probably not going to come on the bike, you never know. But I think it just kind of speeds up the process, and when you are going to have that thro- slow, methodical entrance, it kind of does not the same feel when it's in front of nobody. Exactly. I think it's... Uh... It'll be. I mean, do you come out with American Badass song, or do you do you, you come out with that Limp Biscuit? Because <laughs> he did it all for the Nookie. Okay, well, you answered my question. Never mind. You big Limp Biscuit guy, Dominic? I am. Oh, okay. I feel. I'm white trash. Nice elbow bump. Elbow bump. Then the lone match, lone live match on Raw was Rey Mysterio taking on Andrade, and once again, a very short match. I think this is maybe eight minutes. Mysterio wins, maybe setting up that four-way Mexican dance for the United States Championship. For the LWO to come out. Yes, because Dominic's been banging that LWO drum since, I think, literally the first episode we've done this. And eventually it'll happen. Of this year, I think. No, you've been saying it for quite a long time. You've been saying LWO, maybe not this incarnation, but you've been saying LWO for a long time. Whatever, leave me alone. I think the the original incarnation had, like, Lucha House Party in it or something. Or Kalisto and Sankara or something. I think it was Mysterio, Kalisto, had a, at least one heel Latino in it. Wasn't it? I think it was Andrade. It was Andrade and Selena, I think. Whatever. Anyways. Whatever. We got Becky Lynch cutting a promo. She showed up to the arena in a big old Becky Lynch Peterbilt. I'm uh, pretty sure that was supposed to be her ring entrance for WrestleMania, but, you know, due to unforeseen circumstances, here we are. Cuts a promo, I think, another stellar promo. Definitely have been moving in the right direction the last few weeks. I don't know what the fuck they were doing after the Royal Rumble, but I'm glad that they're having Becky do these serious promos, and she's getting better. I'm starting to like her again. I mean, I've always liked her. I don't see. I, I don't think I've ever fallen off. But, you know, I guess... Some... But I, I've been on for longer than you have. I have an NXT Becky Lynch shirt. Even though it was to beat your girl Paige. 
I'm I met Becky Lynch. Have you? When did you meet Becky? Uh, back in uh, 2015. Yeah. She's in NXT. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shook her hand. Oh. This hand right here. And then <sighs> you I, know, if we weren't having coronavirus, I'd smell your hand. Smell it. No, I'm okay. Uh, your thoughts on the promo, Dominic? Um, I don't like I don't like the fact that she came in in the truck, but I mean everything else is, I mean, one of her better in, uh, promos that she's had in a while. But I just don't like the truck. I think it was kind of stupid. Dominic doesn't like trucks. Then the finale. It was March sixteenth, as we talked about on our exclusive Trapdoor to Curveballs and Chair Shots crossover episode that you can listen back in the archives. Austin three sixteen day. It took place. Steve Austin comes out. It was pretty awkward. Stone Cold heavily reliant on crowd interaction. He did okay, but the material is just so corny, and I think even if it had a live crowd in front of it, this material would have been totally ass. And it was. Byron Sachs, I mean, it has Byron Sachs in it, so obviously it's going to be pretty bad. I think, you know, Corey Graves could have taken a stunner. Would have been a little cooler. But Austin gives, uh, takes Byron Sachs into old Dick Kick City, <laughs> gives him a stunner, and drinks some beer. Uh-huh. Uh, Becky comes out, they drink some beer together, so I definitely fell in love with Becky again after she pounded some beers. And, yeah, I mean, pretty awkward, terrible, uh, I, I wouldn't say terrible segment, but I think just terrible, uh, what do you call it, scripting and whatever the fuck that they're supposed to do on that show. You know, can, can, can we say WWE is racist by chance? Dominic, you can take that one. You know, Stone Cold comes out, white wrestler, white legend, some would say. Takes, uh, WWE on Raw, not very good with social spacing. They got like the 70 plus year old Jerry Lawler just all over Todd Phillips and Byron Saxon. Not very good social spacing. AEW and, and the commentators weren't very good at that either. Anyways. Just saying. Stone Cold. Kicks and stuns Saxon. Street Profits come out. Kicked and stunned. You know, how come uh, he's third couldn't, get, couldn't go out there and get kicked and stunned? No, it has to be the black wrestlers. It's bullshit, Brandon. Just like Brock Lesnar has been, like, killing all the black guys since he beat up Kofi for the title? Yeah, see? Racist. There you go. Then, uh, we're just going to quickly go over NXT. Nothing Thank really God. happened. I know, Dom. You finally get a reprieve because you definitely watch NXT. For about an hour and 15 minutes, they ran a pretty good, I mean, a fantastic, I would say, Video package, sit-down interview with both Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, just completely going over the history from when they started. They uh, tried out for WWE, shot at Chucky e. T, got a Chuck Taylor sighted on both NXT and AEW. Nice. Uh, Finn Balor did a sit-down promo talking about he vows to wrestle with Walter, and with Walter being over there in the UK, who the fuck knows whenever that match is going to take place. And then Rhea Ripley does a sit-down and talks about Charlotte. So three separate... Uh, Interviews and video segments, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley were very short. Sub five minutes while Chomping Gargano went over an hour. But it makes sense why they're over an hour. I mean... And it seems as though maybe next week is going to be a much more uh, regular show compared to what Raw and SmackDown have been doing. I mean... You know, and I, I, my opinion, I don't need to worry about NXT all that much just because of the fact that I'm not going to say they're competing with AEW, but, you know, they do need to, you know, have some type of match just because AEW is not stopping. Um, My thing is, with NXT, I assume, 
a majority, if not all of those wrestlers are very local. So you can bring them in and you can have just the wrestlers you want come in and wrestle. You can have, I think you have a lot more options with NXT than you do on Raw and SmackDown. And also with TakeOver being taken off the table, you can have those matches if you want. I don't know when they're going to, if they're, you know, kind of just waiting and kind of seeing what's going on. And maybe they have a TakeOver in May or June and they can do it there. But you can have some of these TakeOver matches. You can have Gargano, Ciampa, but... I mean, it's, I mean, especially with that one, it's kind of, it's like WrestleMania. It's like you do all this just for it to happen in front of nobody. It's kind of, kind of shit. I mean, let's be honest here. I think, you know, your big matches, your NXT, your tag title, your North American, and any big feud, aka Champa and Gargano, should, if anything, be the the episode before WrestleMania or whatever. But um. Any of those little kind of small feuds, like you said, could easily just be on a regular TV show. Then finally, we got AEW Dynamite, a very good show. I think Man, I will say this is the best wrestling show I have ever seen. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna That re- was in front of no fans. There you go. Fair to say, right? I 100% agree with you. I thought this show was pretty damn good. I really like the setup. I think having it in the open air... Uh, what's it? Not an auditorium. Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. The amphitheater aspect, you know, it's not super enclosed, so you don't hear everything. It kind of still sounds like an arena, and you just you have the camera just facing the stage. You don't see the empty seats everywhere. I thought just everything was fantastic. You still had the... Uh, the pyro and everything. I think AEW absolutely just knocked it out of the park. They had the heels on one side, babyface wrestlers on the other. So you still had kind of some fan interaction with all that. Just kind of your overall thoughts on the setup with a- what AEW did. I think, A, they knocked it out of the park. With the staging, the the the, the matches, the... Everything from top to bottom was knocked out of the park. A+. With, plus. with WWE having Raw and a SmackDown before this, we kind of saw, like, oh, it's kind of weird seeing wrestling in front of no fans. But I think AEW showed that you can have wrestling in front of no fans. Yes, it is weird and kind of awkward, but it's definitely not as bad as what Raw and SmackDown you know, were doing. I, I can't remember what I saw, if it was a WWE documentary or interview, whatever I did, but it was like, you know, if it's one fan or 1,000 fans or 100,000 fans, you know, you go out there and you put on a match that, you know, is worthy of being in front of 100,000. It's a lot harder to connect with one fan versus 100,000, but you still go out there and you do what you got to do. So my thing is, yeah, AEW shown us and WWE that, look, no one's in the crowd. You still can make entertaining matches with comedy, with skill and technique and everything and still, you know, you know, make it fucking fun. They start the show with Cody, just blacked out arena. He cuts a promo kind of talking, hinting at what's going on in the world, and then he focuses on the elite. Uh, He calls out Matt Jackson and handwash Adam Page. They And Kenny Omega comes out too. Kenny is apparently thinks the world is falling apart, which it kind of is. A good, solid promo. It sets up the main event. Just kind of... Nothing really to talk about. Just kind of just good, solid stuff. I don't recall... Was he really 
hand wash? Yes, that was what his thing was on the uh, Tron or whatever it was called. God. I don't remember that part, but... Anyways. That's horrible. Moving on, the first match was Jurassic Express taking on the Blade and Butcher. No bunny, unfortunately. Apparently she is not essential staff. I would beg to differ, but shout out to Brandy Rhodes, who was your ring announcer, and it said on her little intro card that said she was never going to ring announce again, but here she is. Just tell What job. happened to Justin? Not essential? I would assume that because Brandy was going to be there anyways, and she has the background in... It's probably not worth it to fly in an extra person when you have somebody who's already there who could just do the job. You getting paid? Probably. Uh, Tony Khan has come out and said that wrestlers who don't feel comfortable to sh- go up to work because of what's going on, they will still get paid as if they were there. Marco Stunt nice. did not want to go because I think he was a little sick, so he didn't show up. Good for him. Uh, his trust- little, his little, little body can't take it. Jurassic Express wins against the Butcher Blade, and it kind of establishes that uh, Blade and Butcher kind of at a lower level. Uh, I'm happy that Jurassic Express won because I haven't really gotten that moment yet. I think eventually they will move the card, but I think this is just kind of this established that Jurassic Express is on you know upper mid card tag team, while Butcher Blade is kind of mid lower card, just kind of there to put everybody else over. So you're saying you'll you'll ne- we will never see a Butcher Blade tag title run. Probably not this year. You can build them up. I think they're good mm-hmm. enough okay. that you can have them. I, I don't think they're ever going to win it, but I think you can have them challenge it eventually down the line. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Be nice. Another tag team match. we got the Lucha Bros taking on the best friends. No pack because of those travel restrictions. And the Lucha Bros get the win. Best friends then challenge them after the fact to a parking lot brawl, parking lot street fight. And Chucky T gets on NXT and AEW and says Dick on AEW. So Chucky T having an eventful Wednesday. I think he doesn't really give a fuck. Probably not, because he's been around the block. He really doesn't care at this point. Yep, good for him. Good for Chucky T. Uh, then we get the fatal four-way women's match. Nobody can hurt the, all we can ask for. Hikaru Shida gets the win, so I guess she is the number one contender, assumingly, because she kind of just beat everybody who's in the division. How much longer do you think Nyla holds the title for? Rough, 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 you know, guess. I don't know. I mean, Britt... I think eventually you gotta... I think Britt Baker is clicking enough to what you... Or is you, it Priestley or Priestley, whatever her name is? B. Priestley? Yeah. Well, they did tease that, but they didn't do anything this week. Who knows exactly what's going on? I mean, B. Priestley, she lives out in the UK with Will Ospreay, so she can't come in and wrestle. Nyla Rose is doing whatever the hell she's doing. Who knows? I mean, obviously Where's she... Where's Austin Kong? Uh, I think she's off doing something with the glow. Fuck. or injured or something, but I think Sheeta's probably going to have a match with uh, Nyla Rose, probably lose, but it is what it is. Then, we get the Exalted One being revealed, and it is Brody Lee. A.K.A. Luke Harper. A.K.A. Luke Harper from the Wired family. He comes out, he cuts a promo, uh, talks to Christopher Daniels, telling Daniels that he's not the only out-of-touch old man who did believe in him, so... A not-so-thinly-veiled shot at Vincent McMahon. And yeah, so Brody Lee comes out, lays out SCU. Kind of weird to see him in wrestling attire instead of wrestling like a wife-beater in jeans, but he is the exalted one. What would you rather see him in? I mean, I haven't really seen Brody Lee on the indie scene, so I've only really seen Luke Harper, but uh, I think I'll eventually, if that's what he feels comfortable wearing, then I'll it'll probably grow on me. Okay. 
your thoughts on him being the exalted one? I was actually surprised that it was him and not Matt Hardy, in my opinion. I had a feeling that it probably wasn't going to be Matt Hardy just because it was kind of too obvious. And even Matt Hardy did post the free, free the delete right after that Brody Lee was revealed, so he kind of played into it. And then, obviously, Matt Hardy, uh, we will see him a little bit later, possibly. Who knows? <gasps> what? Oh, I know. Uh, I like Brody Lee. I haven't, as I said, I haven't really seen him outside of WWE, but I've heard good enough things, and I think he will be motivated. He is older, so I think he's going to want to prove himself in these next few months. I think, overall, the Dark Order isn't going to be that big of a threat, but I think Brody Lee will be. I think he can be an upper mid-carder. Maybe, you know, flirt with the main event. With I mean, if he wants to face John Moxley at a main event for the title, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'd be fine with that, too, yeah. I mean, let's be honest here, too. Um, I mean, do you... Being that he's a little older, do you think he, uh, you know, his schedule's a lot reduced? Is it not going to say reduced, but is it going to be a little different than, say, Paige or Cody's or, you know, anyone like that? You think his schedule's a lot lighter? I think he'll be like Jake Hager or some or Dustin Rhodes. Where he'll, he'll be there every week, but maybe he's not going to wrestle or kind of be... Make a small appearance, maybe. I mean, yeah, I think either he'll have a match or the Dark Order will have a match. I think they'll kind of switch off. And yeah. we'll, we'll see him probably every week, okay. I would assume. Okay, cool. Then in the... Well, they did have a Lance Archer vignette promo thing. Nothing really spectacular, just kind of putting him over as a, as a badass, I guess. Eh. Uh, Inner Circle takes on the Elite. The winner gets the advantage in Blood and Guts or War Games. And guess what, Dominic? What the heel won? The heels actually won what? and got the advantage. So no the inner circle will have the advantage for blood. Or I almost said blood money, blood and guts, which will not be taking place next week. It'll be taking place at a later date. Tony Khan announced on Twitter that is being postponed. There will still be an AEW Dynamite, but just. Uh, as what kind of Dominic said, that blood and guts doesn't fit to be in that environment. It's going to be pushed back at an unknown later date, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. But uh, we don't exactly know how long that'll be. Maybe it'll be three weeks, three months. Three years. Three years, maybe. Three millennias. Who knows? But overall, the match was good. Kind of an awkward teaming with both the Elite and the Inner Circle, but... It was good enough. I mean, I think it felt like 20 minutes, so it kind of went on a while. Yeah, that's fine with me, I think. My opinion. And then, in the end, Vanguard won, lowers down, and then, in the end, Matt Hardy is revealed, and he will be the final member, assumingly, with the Elite. Who knows when that this match will take place. Maybe Nick Jackson will be with the Elite, but we will get Matt Hardy taking on Chris Jericho this Wednesday on Dynamite for apparently the first time ever is what they're telling us. That's bullshit. I I don't know. I'm not really up to date on my Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho feud. One-on-one. Actually, no, that might be true. It might be first one-on-one Because I feel match. like maybe Jericho was always on Raw when Hardy was on SmackDown and they were all, you know, they were tag teams and maybe they just never really no, crossed No, actually, you know, one-on-one. I take that back. I think Did the ever Hardy's like the voice... Ice? I think the Hardy's vo- ver- versus fought, wrestled, whatever... Against uh, Jericho and Christian when they were vitamin C or whatever. One on one title match. One on one match. Like that, that's what I'm saying. So I think one on ones never happened. I think they've wrestled against each other before. So I'm not saying they haven't wrestled each other. I'm just yeah. saying they haven't wrestled one on one. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Then yeah. Let's see. I'm looking. Oh, hold on. It says Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy with Lita. 
for the Intercontinental Championship. So they're lying. And then there's another match. Maybe they just said it for the first time on AEW. They, they're pulling a WWE, damn Fucking it. pussies. But anyways, that should be fun. Yep. Overall, Dynamite was really, really fun show. Who knows what's going to happen with Raw and SmackDown and NXT, because all that stuff seemingly is going to be pre-taped next week. And, yeah, went pretty damn long, especially with all this NFL free agency talk. Still more news to come, I think, next week. We'll have kind of the last big shoes to drop yep. and some other stuff. Who knows what we're going to really talk about in the world of sports, but... Uh, I mean, we'll, let's be we'll honest here. here. There, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that could happen in the next, you know, 48 hours. Like what? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I could get coronavirus. And we gotta shut the podcast down. Yep. But until next time, if there is a next time, just like Dynamite, we're not gonna say next week. We're gonna say next time. Next time. Because it's not given that we're gonna be together next next week. But next time, we very much appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, I've, I my name is Brandon Tinguma. That guy over there is Dominic Copson. This has been Curveballs and Chair Shots, and the studio audience touched my head. And now I got the Rona. Goodbye and good night. Ow. Bye-bye.